Welcome friends to season two of the Godly Voice Notes podcast. We have a new introductory song, new motivation and new content which we are excited to journey through together. The aim of this podcast is to use informal conversation to explore how we can live holy lives as ordinary people with an extraordinary calling in Christ Jesus. Thanks so much for joining. Let's get stuck in. of a two-part series on the topic of disability. So Lucinda, welcome to the Godly Voice Notes podcast. We're really, really excited to have you on here today. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. So we are going to be talking about the topic of disability today, which is definitely new territory for me. This isn't a topic I've talked about a lot, but I think it's probably something you've thought about a bit more. Yes. Just a little bit. <laughs> so do you want to just share a little bit about um, maybe how you know me and then we can get on into the topic? Yes. So I met you through church and was part of the same small group last year, pre-COVID. Pre- the pre-COVID days, probably for too short a time. I feel like you were in our small group for what, a year? It was less, I think it was only about six, seven months. Yeah, which is really sad. And we did some online small grouping. So it's probably obvious to our to our listeners that to do this topic well, to talk about disability, it would need to be with someone who lives with a disability. Do you want to just share as much as you feel comfortable with us about yeah, what you live with? Um, yeah, so I have um, a genetic condition um, that obviously I've had since birth because it's genetic. Um, and I, as a result of that, I use a wheelchair um, and kind of always have done. I think I got my first chair when I was about four. I use a manual wheelchair and yeah that's kind of my general experience of being disabled and I kind of don't know anything different. Mm. Okay so you've always been in a wheelchair and um, do you experience any pain with your condition anything like that? Um, Yeah I can do kind of depends but yeah I do and um, I often break bones because of it. Um, Luckily touch wood I haven't in four and a bit years now which Mm -hmm. is really good but yeah especially growing up um there was quite a lot of um surgeries and things like that involved okay so you had a lot of time in and out of hospital I'm guessing got to know specialist doctors Mm -hmm. well and hospital that I was well known at you are also someone who has a Christian faith is that something that you've always had as well yeah I'd say so um I mean my family's Christian but maybe not that active and that you know we didn't often go to church but we you know I was baptized um and things like that and then I was confirmed when I was I I like I don't know there was something that I kind of knew that I wanted to pursue the Christian faith and like I think it really resonated with me mm-hmm. so when I was in kind of early secondary school I was confirmed at my local village church but until I kind of went to university it was hard to kind of really get involved because I live really rurally and there's not that many kind of I mean the church in my village only has services twice a month um wow so it's and the average attendance is about six people so very a different kind of environment and then when I went to university I really got involved with like the Christian Union Mm -hmm. um and going to um, a big church there which kind of really cemented my Christian faith and kind of was something that was it became increasingly important kind of throughout university and then postgraduate studies 
I'd say that's kind of my Christian faith journey. Oh, that's really interesting to hear, especially like being in a rural area. I imagine that, yeah, a lot of people listening probably have that experience that there's not as much opportunity to explore in that sort of a setting. And do you feel like there is anything that kind of crosses over between those two parts of your life, living with a disability and having a faith? Are there times that the two of those come together well or challenge one another? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, especially kind of teen, there were some points in my teenage years that were really challenging kind of medically and having kind of, I, I saw kind of great comfort in my faith. Um, it was something that was kind of really helped me and I think gave me quite a lot of strength mm. when I was going through that. But it's also been challenging at times, kind of, especially when I was younger, kind of I didn't understand, you know, why I was kind of suffering and it, mm. I couldn't, you know, especially when you're younger, it's hard to kind of understand and grasp those concepts. Um, but as I've got older, it's kind of really, I found strength in it and understood things a lot more and like nuances about Christian faith and the interaction. And I don't know yet, it's kind of developed and I think changed depending on what kind of medically I've been going through in, in the kind of now I'm quite stable. So um, like I've not really had any massive events medically, which kind of helps in a way was also a great source of like for instance I took a gap year um between school and university because of medical reasons okay um, it was really challenging and for me my faith really helped me with that and mm. I don't know it's kind of great source of comfort mm. yeah it's interesting yeah. to hear I imagine a lot of our faiths go through seasons depending on how we're doing in the rest of our lives and sometimes a really really challenging time can be good in terms of growing your faith because you have to yeah. rely on God but sometimes it can push you away. And it's interesting to hear you say about the stability in the rest of your life can help you maybe kind of stabilise your faith a bit. I've certainly had that in my life too. And rockier moments are sometimes harder. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's sometimes I don't always know how things are going to affect my faith. And it's kind of, as it's happening, I'm like, oh, right, yeah, like you can kind of see it happening. And do you feel like the church is particularly aware of disability issues or particularly supportive of people with disabilities or do you think there's ways that the church could grow and learn I definitely think there's kind of there's good points and bad points and I think sometimes there's kind of maybe a bit of a lack of awareness of kind of disability issues and for instance for me disability is a big part of my identity and Mm -hmm. it's something actually I wouldn't want to not be disabled now in the position I am in my life and I think sometimes in there can be kind of parts of Christianity in the church that it kind of suggests that being, you know, you should want to be healed or Mm. like I wouldn't want to be healed. That sounds really odd, I'm sure. But for me personally, that wouldn't, I don't think be a positive thing. But, you know, the church is getting there and, you know, a lot of churches now are, for me personally, wheelchair accessibility is something that's really important and just kind of the basic, like, can I get in the building? yeah um that has you know is improving and people are like church, various churches are always really welcoming and mm-hmm. the church when I went to university I um like was part of that they had like quite a big student group and whenever they did like weekends away they'd always make sure it was accessible for me so I could mm-hmm. go and things like that which is so important and that kind of thing of it is really good and I think there is some positives but obviously but I think there's also some sometimes some of the messaging maybe doesn't sit right with 
me personally, but I think it's the thing is everyone's different as well. Like everyone has different views about it. Yeah, no, that's helpful to hear that there's good things as well as bad things because as someone who doesn't carry any disability and I never have had any time of being less physically able, I don't really know how the church welcomes people with disabilities and I don't know how adaptable the church is. When I was at school, I had a very good friend who was in a wheelchair and it made open my eyes a lot to where is and isn't accessible by wheelchair and obviously it's not the only disability someone can have but I think just having a friend with that in their life showed me a lot of things for example he was in London for a while and he knew exactly which tube stations or what have you are accessible and essentially I think he just had to go by bus everywhere (laughs) but in terms of the church I think it's really important that we are open to people who are disabled I think we should be pioneering that we should be at the forefront and so it's encouraging to hear that you've had somewhat of a positive experience, although we'll get on to what you were talking about, that idea that perhaps in a lot of Christian circles and perhaps in parts of the Bible, it seems as though disability is seen as something which needs healing. Yeah. And do you have a lot of friends who have disabilities? I mean, I imagine rurally where you grew up, there weren't a lot of other people. Is that something you've sought out in friendships? Yeah, I'd say so, especially people with my condition. We There's kind of um, the charity that is for people with my condition, like did social events, which I kind of started going to from about 16, 17. Mm. And that kind of really helped me because speaking to people who are just a bit older, um, yeah. so even just a few years ahead. So when I was like 16, speaking to people who were at university was so helpful in kind of knowing what was to come. And that's something I would say now I have quite a few disabled friends and at university I was kind of involved with the Society for Disabled Students and things like that because it's something that I think it really helps to share experiences and talk about it and especially coming from somewhere where there aren't many like at my school I was the only um, wheelchair user they'd ever had at my secondary school okay so it was kind of doing it not on my own but not having someone who could maybe relate mm-hmm. necessarily because it's really hard you know much as someone who isn't disabled can try it's yeah. never quite the same there's just certain things that it's hard to talk about but for me kind of speaking to disabled people especially those with my condition is super helpful and mm. you know I can always message them about like just silly questions like how did you manage this like I have a friend <laughs> and I'm looking at moving to London that I was like messaging her like am I like mad or like can I do this like what do you mm. think and having that someone to message about things is so helpful yeah so imagine it's sort of from a practical point of view but also sort of emotionally you must go through things that other people with your condition have gone through that other people who don't have your condition perhaps don't have much understanding about yeah because of the nature of it you know if I say fracture that like completely flips I think that can be quite emotionally hard sometimes but it certainly was like at certain points in my life and now it's just having people to talk to I think is really important and helpful and knowing as well that like people are always there's someone there that you can chat to yeah. And even ask advice about like medical things, be like, my doctor's saying this, but like, I'm not quite sure what they're on about. I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I work in the medical world and they often encourage us to put people in contact with kind of support groups and things, not so much for sort of long-term conditions. I, I don't deal with that so much, but people who are perhaps diagnosed with something new, like Crohn's disease or something that's going to affect the rest of their life is a chronic condition. It's just helpful to have other people who have been through that 
And do you know many people who are disabled with Christian faith or is it a lot of secular people? Um, mostly secular. There's one or two, but not massively. Yeah, I think it's the kind of two different aspects of my life that don't often cross over. Um, and my friendship groups often don't. I have my like, disabled friends and my Christian friends and they don't necessarily overlap. Mm. Um, one question I have for you is, how do you find non-disabled people are in talking about disability? Do you find, for example, people ask a lot of questions or people don't talk about disability enough with you or just tell us a bit about that I think it's it's really mixed I mean I've had like strangers come up to me before and like ask me what's like what's wrong with you and I'm like nothing's wrong with you what's wrong with you (laughs) that kind of some people I think because I have like I'm very much like with my friends if people want to ask me questions I'll answer them like I'm not Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk you know I understand that but I think there's ways to do it and like I know for me like my friends will ask me questions once they've kind of got to know me and that's really valued like I kind of like that they're interested yeah and I kind of want to go you know and like when I have hospital appointments they'll like ask me how they went and like that's really important but it's really difficult because I think obviously it's harder for non-disabled people to understand what I might be going through so like it's things like when I was in um, Leeds I used to often have trouble getting the bus because they'd mm-hmm. not let me on because I was a, another wheelchair or a pram or something and so yeah. I'd like be late to my course and my tutors were like so so understanding and my friends were but you could tell they didn't want to like they, they were like should we ask should we talk to her about like it's like that they almost don't know I think people are scared of offending mm. um I understand but I think there's a way and you know a massive difference between a stranger asking you those questions and a close friend yeah and I think that's the thing because I remember once I was in Leeds at a coffee shop with some friends from my course mm. and this man like came up to me and started like asking saying like oh you're amazing like he didn't know me he was just like a random man yeah. and I was like what are you on about like, you don't know anything about me like I could I mean I'm not a murderer but like I literally could be an <laughs> Like, it's bizarre. Like, you don't know anything about me. Like, my friends were really shocked. And I was just like, oh, it happens all the time. Like, mm. you know, when I've worked before, and I worked in um, a clothing shop at one point. Yeah. And people would always just, like, ask me questions. Like, when I was at work, I'd be like, oh, oh, you work here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, like, I work here. And it's kind of, I think for me, they're completely open with my friends. And if they ask me anything, I'll answer. But for strangers or people who don't know you very well, that's when it's maybe not it's about you know time and the place mm. and sometimes you don't want to have to talk about things that can be quite upsetting all the time just when you're like going about your daily life yeah I think that's probably true for everyone you'd be happy to share more intimate or painful or personal things with those you know well and you're not happy to talk about those things with people you don't know well I guess the big difference is if you're not disabled people can't see what you're struggling with or what journey you're on whereas I imagine one of the big challenges with disabilities and this isn't true of all disabilities but many of them are very very visible you know if you're in a wheelchair people will see that yeah like I can't hide like it's always that the thing with like when you like apply for things and whether you disclose your disability and for me at application stage I don't have to but at interview stage it inevitably happens because Mm. if I don't tell them they're going to see yeah it's not for me, it's fine. I don't mind, but it's having that visible disability. It's like you're constantly disclosing it, just kind of in your everyday life without even actively doing anything. That's the end of part one on our two-part series on the topic of disability. So do tune in 
again in a few weeks for part two, where I will start with the slightly controversial question asking my guest whether she sometimes wishes that her disability was invisible to others. so much for taking the time to join us today for this episode of Godly Voice Notes. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, do subscribe to the podcast and tune in for future episodes. And if you know of anyone else who might find the podcast useful, please do share widely with friends, family and other members of your church. And finally, go out from here today and shine like stars in this world for our Lord.